Welcome, welcome to the Kim Barrett Show. I'm your host, Kim Barrett. Here today, guys, we speak to the very lovely Elena Cardone. Now, Elena Cardone is an empire builder, mother, all around badass, martial artist. Uh, she is phenomenal. And we go deep talking to her about, number one, why martial arts? Like, why does she like martial arts? Because I am a Brazilian jiu-jitsu man myself. I love it. I love kickboxing, boxing, all that fun stuff. And I wanted to find out why does she do it? Then we go and look at, you know, how do you choose the people that are in your corner? How do you choose who is a part of your world when you're trying to grow a huge billion dollar empire? We look at some of the different strategies of choosing those people and look at how can you translate that into your life and how do you actually pick the people that come through? We look at different areas of empire building. Why did she choose the word empire, right? Why empire versus anything else? We cover that inside this episode. And we also look at how businesses like chess and how you can use that to your advantage and how you can strategically move your pieces to help you get the best result possible. Now, if you want the best result possible for your business, if you want your marketing and your sales and your skills online to go to the next level, head over to www.freeusb.com.au. We'll shoot you out a free USB where you can get everything you need covered. Right, let's jump into the episode. See you in there. Welcome back. And today we have the very lovely Elena Cardone here with us, empire builder, all around amazing, amazing lady. So today we're here to have a chat and just to find out a little bit more about maybe how you guys can go out there and build your own empire as well. Yeah. So my first question for you today, Elena, is probably going to be a little bit different or maybe similar to what you get, but I want to know about the martial arts because I'm a Brazilian mm. jiu-jitsu dude. I just so, started. Oh, really? Well, I mean, total white belt. I mean, brand yeah. new. Maybe I have 10 lessons under my belt. Yeah, so I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a blue belt. Just Ooh. putting out a Australian champion. So I, I love I love Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Me too. Yeah. And so I also like, I know you do a bit of Muay Thai kickboxing uh-huh, and stuff. So uh-huh. we actually ran an event like a couple of years ago. Half of it was marketing, half of it Muay Thai. So we'll go mm. train Muay Thai every morning and then come back and do a little bit of business love stuff. I love that. But I'd love to know what, like what got you into doing the martial arts and like mm-hmm. what does it bring to you? Because I know for everyone, there's a, there's a different reason why they get started, but I always find it seems to be similar why they really? kind of stay. But oh, I I'd like, to, oh, why they stay? Yeah, why they stay. Because well, everyone has a different reason to start, but I'd love to know yours and like what do you get from well, it? Well, okay, so I'm a shooter, like mm. I'm, I'm a competitive shooter. Uh, and so I took this tactical shooting class, of mm. course, which is different from the type of shooting I do. Just yep. briefly, I do a three gun competition, which is, pistol, rifle, and tactical shotgun. But the three gun courses run very differently than tactical. Like for instance, I can shoot my barrel through um, a window and shoot all my targets and stand in hallways and shoot. But then when you move over to the tactical side, those guys are like dying because you never stand in a in a hallway shooting because that's like the funnel of death is what they call it. Right. And you never stick your barrel through a window because the bad guy could grab it or yank, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I wanted to learn a little bit about the tactical side. So mm-hmm. I took this tactical shooting course and during that portion of it, there was a fight portion and I had never thrown a punch in my entire life. Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, my dad taught me when I was like six, you know, Um, but not for real. I've never been in a fight. So I'm now finding myself fighting these real dudes, you know, like fight dudes. And so I'm trying to hurt the guy who's laughing at me and I end up 
um, stress fracturing my right here, just trying to hit him and he's just blocking me like it's nothing. And I realized in that moment that I have a severe deficiency and weakness in this area. Mm. And I actually hurt some, I hurt myself trying to hurt somebody else. Mm. And I don't like to be in a situation where mm, I have weaknesses. So that was the first thing I said, once I heal this up, you're gonna train me and you're gonna teach me how to fight. And so, because in that moment I knew, and thank God, you know, I've never had anything bad. I've never, I've never been, hurt by a man. I've always been around men who have loved and protected me and cared for me. I've been very fortunate in that way. But I do have girlfriends that have had bad things happen to them. Mm -hmm. And so in that moment, I realized I did not stand a single chance. So I started fighting to at least stand a chance, not to beat up a dude, but to get away. I I just want to, I just need to stand a chance to get away Mm -hmm. and to, and so that's what got me in. And then once I got into this martial arts, I just, I I get addicted to things, you know, that I really feel passionately about, like the guns, like. And it just hit me like that. It just went straight to my veins. I'm like, why didn't I find this in my teen years? It would have saved me all those years of doing dumb stuff, you know? (laughs) So anyway, I just, I just delved into it. It's, it's, it's such a passion of mine now. I love it so much. I have zero desire to ever fight a guy or a girl. I never want to compete. I don't want to be in a ring. I don't want my nose broken. Like it's just, I don't have those desires, but um, but in life, it's it feels very similar to how life is in the entrepreneurial world. Yeah. Except the savage sport of martial arts, ironically, feels more um, ethical because in the real the other world Mm. there is no referee there is nobody when you tap out they let go they stomp and you know they just try to kill you like for real like in the at least in the ring when when it goes ding ding you hug each other and it's it's, it's over (laughs) so it's helped me in in life to um to always respect other people because you never know what they're capable of. Mm. It's helped me have more confidence in life just just because I'm stronger. I can do things with my body now that I couldn't a year ago. Yeah. And that feels good. Um, and, and it just, it helps me in life just to, to control situations and to think and to figure out my plan and my move and um, and how I'm gonna counter or I have discipline mm-hmm. to not just spout off at the mouth, but like really just figure out how I want to calculate my move to, to have the end result. So it's really transformed my life, this sport. Yeah. And for all the women out there, I know I'm long-winded here, no, but no, no, you, please, get me, you get me going on my I passion yeah. and I can't stop. <laughs> but for the women out there, I was terrified. Mm. The first day I walked into this very grit gym in Miami, like not what I'm (laughs) used to uh, with these guys that are very intimidating, you know, and I thought they're not going to like me. They're going to be upset that a woman's in the gym. Who does she think she is? And I thought I was going to get all of that. But on the contrary, they saw that that, that where I'm at and they didn't judge me for that. Mm. They respected me that I want to learn this. They've everywhere around the world since then, I have been treated with respect. There's something 
that the martial arts and the gun world, those people are just the best people in the world. Yeah. And so if you're a woman but you've always been scared, don't be scared. Just find a legit gym and those guys will get you up to par and make you feel confident and, and get you training good. And, and they really don't disrespect women there. Yeah. I love that. And one of the big things I got from what you just said then is around that making your move, your your moves, right? And it's very, and obviously, in, especially jujitsu, that's like, it's, it's chess, right? It's, it's chess. Life is chess. You're, and like, that's, you're making the I'll move. And that's what, that's what I mean. Yes. In the book, it like, it tied back into there for me. I'm like, in there, you talk about the moves and you talk about the opponents and all that sort of stuff, which I love. That's the way that you think. And like, tell us, tell us a little bit more about that. So like in the book, obviously, um, you talk about a, a range of different things, but when you're building an empire, mm-hmm. I think that is something that is, you do have to be so calculating around things and the moves that you make. Like, tell us a little bit about when you were building, like, how are you making some of those assessments? Because a lot of the time you're breaking new ground, right? You've never mm-hmm. been there before. Mm-hmm. You don't have mm-hmm. the family role mm-hmm. models. Mm-hmm. So how do you assess those moves when you're making them? Well, now I'm in a different place now because I've had the experience of not knowing how to do moves and not being aware. Mm-hmm. In the very beginning, I, w- I am naive. I know that about myself, but I'm not dumb. I'm very smart. But I have learned now the process of knowing how to analyze people, run things through my filter. Am I being naive? Am I being naive? And then I can like go back to a situation. But in the beginning, it was all trial and error, which is why I wrote the book, because I want to fast track other people to get there faster than it took me. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I'm very, I'm so calculating. I calculate everything. I think about everything so meticulously about everything. It's why I don't, uh, well, I haven't done drugs for many, many years, but it's one of the reasons I don't drink alcohol, like Mm. even with Grant, just a glass of wine here and there, because I can't afford to stumble. I can't afford Mm. to, it's not, it goes way beyond just the next day when you don't feel as optimum. It goes by, if I start drinking here and I feel not as optimum or I feel like maybe I did something wrong that night, you know, like when you drink, you say something stupid about your partner, you know, like you, you out them about something and then you feel, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Or you get a little critical or mm-hmm. you just have those moments, right? Yeah. That take you down and get you off of your game a little bit or your, your defenses drop a little, or maybe I trusted someone a little too much and gave them a piece of information that I shouldn't have. So if I start doing all of that, then when I come across people in life that I see red flags about, like yeah. maybe they're a little bit out of ethics in this department. Maybe they, they cheat here at the bot with the, with, with on a spouse. I mean, that's like, or maybe they cheat at work. They're always on Facebook or they're nattering about their boss or whatever. When I start doing things that are not up to my standards for integrity wise, mm-hmm. then I start making allowances for other people. And when I start making allowances for other people and then I let them into my world, then my world gets a little more polluted. And then those are the people that end up doing the backstabbing. Do you know what I'm saying? Because, but when I hold myself up to a very high accountability level, then I can see red flags and say, nope, like I don't tolerate it there because I don't tolerate it in myself. When I let myself off the hook, I let other people off the hook. And I take my job very seriously about protecting this empire, Mm. you know, um, because there's a lot at stake. We have people now, we have investors, we have a lot of people that depend on us. So, 
um, that comes because we are respected and we are trusted and I can't afford to let somebody else try to take that away or knock me off my game and maybe make me disappoint somebody else, mm. you know? Yeah. And so with that, like, how do people, because I know you're talking there, I think if, if my memory is correct, I think you don't know if you call it your court or the, like the people around you though, like the royal court. The royal court. Yeah. I love that <laughs> analogy in there. So when you're looking at that, like how do people, again, like when you get to know people, how do you choose who that you are, you are going to let into be a part of mm -hmm. that empire? Because obviously, as you said, there's a lot of things at stake now with lots of stakeholders. How do you assess when you're going through that? So if people are going like, who am I letting into my court and who am I going to take opinions from? Like, what was your process for, for doing that? Well, I analyze everybody and, I'm, and I collect data even when, I'm, when I want to shut off and don't want to do it. I don't know how to shut it off. So I'm constantly assessing and observing people. Mm -hmm. And so I observe everything that they say. Um, are they are they being gossipy about other people? I look at everything. What is the condition of their car? Not that it means anything. I just gather data. Yeah. It's for whatever I need down the line. I just gather data. When I ask them a question, what color is the wall? Do they say, well, it could be white with a hint of gray? Then I know they're going to confuse everything. Yeah. Like, but if I say, what color is the wall? And they say white. I know I get in the exact answer to the exact question without a big long thing. Yeah. So I know that they're going to be able to duplicate me. They're going to understand me. When I say, please go get the ball and bring it there. I need it now in five minutes. I know that they can do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm constantly looking at people. And then I look at other things too. Like, um, do they throw little backhanded things? Do they say mm -hmm. things about Grant that, you know, like that I know? Like, oh, Grant's tough on you, but it, it goes into it goes into my universe. Like, hmm, you know, and then sure and then all of a sudden, when Grant's tough on me, I can all of a sudden be like, well, you're so tough on me, but it didn't really come from me. It came from like somebody else trying to mess with me. Yeah, you know, like planting that little seed yeah. in there, and then it just pops out. Yeah, yeah. so I'm, I look at do they throw little things where you know, or do they say little things about me where I'm like, was that a compliment or was that an insult? You know, that confuse me. Yeah, so I look at. I look at, are they really on the team? Of course, when I want real feedback, I don't want yes people around me. I'm yeah. not looking to everyone has to be perfect. I'm not perfect. I, I, I mess up all the time. People could look at me and go, oh, stay away from her. She just said an off-handed comment about, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I understand there's allowances here and there, but is it a consistent thing? Yeah. So if the people, um, as a general rule, if they are trying to enhance my strengths mm -hmm. and they're tough on me to enhance my strengths but steer me away from my weaknesses or or really try to improve my weaknesses yeah. like try to get me better like my fight guys try to improve my weaknesses yeah. and they're tough on me for that yeah um then those are the people i want around me but i normally find that the people that try to tear me down are the ones that what I feel really good at or what my strengths are, they'll start doing the little tick, tick, tick to yeah. get me to introvert and question my strengths. Because when you feel like you don't have your strengths, what do you really have? Yeah. You're like, God, I'm nothing. You, you get knocked down. You're like, oh, oh, oh. And it's to do that. And then when you get knocked down to the, the low enough part or you start feeling depressed or whatever, then you're like, shit, give me a drink. I feel stressed out. Let me just take the edge off. And yeah. then boom, I'm right to my weaknesses. Yeah. And then they have you right where they want you. You, you can be 
molded. Yeah. You know? That's, I think especially in Australia, I find it's a very big one where everyone, like, especially it's the very, like, mateship culture, but everyone kind of gives each other a little bit of crap. They'd be like, oh, this. But like you're saying, it actually does take you down those, mm-hmm. those levels. And it's like, you know, there's a great saying I like, which is like, there's two ways to build the biggest tower in town. One is to tear all the other towers down around you, mm-hmm. or the other one is to build a solid foundation mm-hmm. and build it up. Mm-hmm. And I think when you have that royal court, I think that really does do that because, and sometimes people, it's not that I think sometimes people are doing it on purpose. They just don't know that they're doing it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Right? And then just like the little things, like even it's funny, like my dad, and I always um, go back to him about that. I was like, he was doing tests at school and I got like 75%, which is like, a, like a, you know, old school, it would be an A. Right, so it's good, and he's like, "What happened to the other twenty five percent?" You know what I mean? And it's like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, you're like, you just like, you're like stabbed in the gut, and it's like, but but he's right, he, yeah, he, he yeah. is right. But he was at the time, he didn't go, "That's good." Now let's keep pushing for more and get mm-hmm. the next level. Mm-hmm. When you when you hear that to start off with, it's like, well, I did like, and that might have been the top score in the whole class, right? Right, but it's like if you don't uh, reaffirm on your strengths, mm-hmm. right? It's like cool if you like land a hit, and it's like cool, Elena, that was a great hit. However, if you were going two inches up, it would have been a knockout. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Rather than mm-hmm. going, that was a terrible hit. Why mm-hmm, did you hit me mm-hmm. like that? You right. know what I mean? You want to yeah. like kind of reaffirm and yeah. push. Otherwise, yeah. I find sometimes it's easier to, to, for people to fall over. And I think I find it a lot in Australia. I don't know why, but they all, everyone kind of likes to niggle on each other yeah. rather than like that extra support. Yeah. I mean, Grant and I, we, we razz each other all the time too, yeah. you know, but we, we know ultimately we would run through walls for each other yeah. you know but i like what you said about building up rather than some people some people that's exactly how they think they they that's they have no product of their own mm. so the only product they have is to destroy all the towers around them to make their little tiny hut seem like a mansion yeah you know exactly and i think especially when it's always interesting when you see people who are have reached levels of success like you guys and it's very and like for some extent even myself and uh, other friends that we have it's easy for people to sh- to take a shot at something that you've done when they haven't done it themselves mm-hmm. and you know I, I always just find that really interesting mm-hmm. but that's why I love there's so many things that you mentioned in this book and I know you've got a course coming out as well which I'm excited to see too which is going to be really cool now w- there's one thing that I remember and I I think it was in the book, or I can't remember if it was on the G&E show as well, where you guys mentioned about like how do you allocate priorities because there's obviously two of you and you're both powerhouses in your own rights, <laughs> right? So it's like, and I think it was, um, I think it was an analogy of the field. It's like, who's on the field? Mm-hmm. That's who gets the priority or who's right. in the, I don't know if it was the end yeah, zone no, or the field. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah. on the end zone. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that was on a G&E show. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I really liked that process of thinking because it's like, well, you know, it's like, even though I'm, something is important to me right now, Grant's in the end zone, so I'm going to support him, mm-hmm. or he might be the same. Yeah, except he's always in the end zone. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, when is it my time? When am I on the field, Grant? I was like, huh, we have we have to rework this situation. Yeah. I told him that recently. I was like, do I ever get to be in the end zone? Yeah. Well, because I remember he was saying it's like when you finish. I think it was like when you finish your you like when he was like when you finish your book. You're in the end zone because then we've got to go into promo for it or whatever. It might oh be yeah, or no, 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 like no. no. Then, then it became okay back burner because he's doing 10x growth gone. He's got <laughs> 14 new businesses popping up. It's like okay, okay, I'm gonna. But at least I'm branching off now with my own little people, yeah. and I do have his support. But you know, obviously, he's got 15 new. You know, these businesses. We've mm-hmm. got investors now. We're which is all stuff that came from my. 
I don't know. That's what okay. I wanted to talk about. And so, well. so I can't really fault him for that and say, oh, you know, can you get behind my online course? Can you help me with my landing page? Which yeah. I do. I've been, yeah. I've, I've, been <laughs> out, I've been on him for a month. I'm like, can I get a landing page? Well, we'll put it out there. You need a landing page? I I'll have do, one. I'll, you, really? You, need you, you can make a landing page? I might need one again. He funnels, just got it for me. Anything? Really? Okay. Uh, I might anything call you, you up. Hit me up. Because now I'm going, you know, I'm like, you know what? You know, um. I've learned enough from him that I can maybe branch out over here and just start doing a few things. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and I feel like once I start sprouting up and showing a little monetization, maybe I'll get a little attention yeah. <laughs> from that office, Cardone Enterprises. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And in there, you talk about a lot of the ideas come from, they do sprout in the back end from you. And I know that I think it's in the book you mentioned as well, where you're like, Grant thinks it was one billion in real estate. That's no. It's ten. Yeah, it's ten. Like, but you it's, know what? It's ten. It's ten. It's yeah. ten. Yes, but he's he he knows that now. Yeah. And he's completely on board with ten. It wasn't even it wasn't even an issue. Like it was the first time I mentioned the billion. It was yeah. really upsetting to him. Yeah. Um. But you know, now that he does think like that, and now he's achieved things. Mm. The plane was my idea. He never had the idea about a plane before. You know, even the, the first one, he was like, what are you talking about? And then I was like, oh, it's time to upgrade to a 550. Oh, 550, you're not happy with a 200. You know, every time yeah. I get met with this resistance and then he gets the 550 and I'm like, are you ready for the Airbus? Yeah, he's, uh, but, 747. Yes, and he's like, <laughs> Yeah, I think I am. I was like, yes, you so know. How do you think like that? Like, what do you do to make yourself think like that and stretch the realms of reality for you? Like, how does that even like? Because some people are probably watching this and they're like, she just told him ten billion. Like, and she's talking about the planes. Like, how is like how is that coming to it's you? It's very upsetting for a man that has to, you know, who works so hard to provide for his wife and children and the community and you know everybody. Mm. Um, I understand what he goes through and it's so much easier for me to just have these ideas but I've always um, I, I, I come from the I'm, a, I'm an actress mm. I'm an entertainer I have I think I have creative I have I have visions you know I have um, I do I've had this imagination that I've had my whole life I, I used to daydream I'm so surprised you know had I been a little bit younger, I think the teachers would have wanted to put me on psychi psychiatric drugs mm. because I, I can never sit still. Like I have a Pilates ball brought to my room in the hotel because I don't sit still. Like I have to constantly be in motion. But I, I accept the weirdnesses about myself mm. and, and I accept that that's my genius. And I think other people have always tried to suppress me. Sit still focus, do this, do that. Try, they want me to fit in their little box, mm. but my little box is different than their box, you know? So now I've actually, I've hooked up fortunately with a partner who, you know, you know, I've had boyfriends tell me that's the problem with you. You, you, you don't think in reality. Cause I, he had a boyfriend ask me something, some question. And I said, well, I want to change the world, you know? And like dramatic, I'm an actress, you know? But I don't, like at the time, I didn't really think, oh, like I could really change the world, but I want to change the world. Yeah. And then I hook up with a, a Grant Cardone and I ask him, what do you want to do? And he says to me, I want all 7 billion people on the planet to know me. I was like, my God, I finally <laughs> met my match. Yes, 
Yes. And when when he allowed me to have the freedom to be me, mm. that's when I could really flourish. And that's when I just I just have ideas and thoughts and they come out of um, usually they come out of punches, you know, when yeah. people try to, to sucker punch me or to, to take us down. And then I have all the thoughts about how, how I could kill them. Cause I'm, I'm not a nice person in my mind. I love that. I was like, am I the only person that does that sort of I stuff? Do, right? <laughs> That's so good. I, I don't know. And then I think, well, I can't do that. Cause I don't want to do jail. Like mm. that's not yeah. fun. You know, I'm like, you're like I could, but I the could, ramifications. But no, that's not fun, you know? And, and I've never been in a fight in my life. So I'm not yeah. a violent person. Like, for real yeah and then that's where the idea came you know what we need to get a plane we've got to go worldwide like like i want to map you know see this is my violence yeah. like, i want to <laughs> smash it on their face i want to be everywhere i'm like oh like you know you're not the only ones who can be billionaires and treat people disrespectfully i'm going to become a billionaire i'm taking all the little people like who how they think we are and i'm taking us up with us and you know what you never have a you will never have the opportunity to disrespect us because we'll disrespect you first <laughs> but, I love you it. know so i'm like okay so what do we have to do we have to get a plane we have to go around the world we have to meet people we have to be everywhere it mm. has to be cardone 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 they'll never be able to escape us it's going to be cardone shoved down their throat and then by the time we actually do that i have so much gratification with meeting all the people of the world that have the same intentions the pure ones not the angry ones but like to really make a difference and and then all of a sudden i don't want to hurt that person anymore like i don't want to kill them i actually love them i understand maybe they just got punched and got jaded because of it like i can understand maybe there's a side i know i know what they went through and i know how hard it is to pick yourself back up and i know how hard it is to trust people and so i can look at it from a different viewpoint now yeah. like okay well I can just understand. I can understand. I don't think it's right, but I can understand. And I wasn't at a place before where I could understand. And I am now. Yeah. You know, so so that's how all these ideas come. I don't I don't know. I think it's just that I've always kind of been a little bit of a freak. Yeah. And and fortunately and for, unfortunately, I, you know, stayed out of psychiatry's hands and they didn't get a hold of me trying to conform me into what their idea of normal is. Because mm. I detest normal yeah yeah i love that and i think it was whether or not you believe it was from einstein or something like that it's like you can't judge the iq of a fish by making it climb a tree right <laughs> it's like it just doesn't work yeah right? so it's like everyone has their own individual talents and things like that and yeah. you know like I, I think that as soon as you start medicating or putting labels on people it kind of it does kill all that sort of i stuff. do i think so too yeah i really do it's crazy it is crazy and i'd love to know a little bit more just for my own personal curiosity why did you choose the word empire over any other, like you could have, you know, kingdom, or like all the different words that could be done. Like what, what was the, and obviously I know sometimes a kingdom is like, well, that means there has to be a king rather than two people. Mm -hmm. why, what was the word empire? Why did that, like, why did that come to you with what you're it's, doing? It's interesting. The word kingdom never even, like it never even crossed my mind kingdom. It's always been empire. Mm. It's always been empire. I, I think of an empire as bigger than a kingdom. Mm. You know, I think an, an empire can control continents yeah you know like multiple like an empire what is an empire and i chose empire because of the level of think you know i want people to think in terms of whether they know it or not they have an empire mm. whether it's the empire of just themselves and their six little cats that's what the that's their empire yeah 
or how big can it go and what can it do and what can it can create and can you leave a legacy and i want people to think in terms of bigness mm -hmm. not just me and you yeah and our kids i i you know because that's dangerous that's normal mm. and normal levels of anything the reason i detest normal is because it's so delusional yeah you know it makes you think everything is okay until it's not until you realize you know when you get whacked in the legs your legs aren't strong enough to hold you mm. you know so if, but if you have an empire and you've worked at the strength in your legs and somebody whacks you it's going to hurt but it's not going to take you down yeah you, you know going. yeah yeah I love that and because and you have your people I mean I have an army of Cardone yeah. I mean I have martial <laughs> arts guys around the world who have declared their allegiance to me and me vice versa to them too yeah. I am like you know you know how those guys are yeah. they they are telling the truth they will they will fight for me for real fight yeah. not metaphorical fight yeah exactly they'll throw it out. I like those guys <laughs> yes I love it I love it and I think there was one thing you said the other day which really hit me when you were at the uh, speaking at the conference and you're like well it's actually it's greedy of you if you don't go and share those things out it's like why like if you have the ability like yourself to think big like grant to influence people in sales and marketing and business it's actually negative for you to hold on to that and not get out there and spread it because I think a lot some people are like oh I should build an empire that's too big I shouldn't do that but it's like hey if you are good at what you do and mm. you can help people with it you're, if you hold on to it for yourself, it's greedy, right? It's, it's totally like you need, you've got to spread that out there. It's totally greedy. It, it, absolutely, you have to spread that out there. And the more lives that you can affect and jobs that you can create for other people. But people are greedy because they think, you know, I like, when's enough enough? You mm. know, you hear that all the yeah. time. You know, when can you just be happy? Well, that is so greedy. Like, you're worried about you and your little feelings. You know, oh, you want to be on a beach somewhere and not make waves and, you know, and this is your work-life balance, you're balanced and you're, you're comfortable with life. It's so greedy because you know how hard it is to consistently stand up and represent and push yourself and worry about your employees and your investors and the people and, and getting yourself out there. There are days when you want to take off, but you don't. You push forward and that to me is selfless. Yeah because we have a product that I know I believe in and it can help people I've seen it over and over and over again and why would I want to deprive one person that could get help from that exactly you know? I because that's... I need to be on a beach drinking a pina colada because I need balance yeah but that's what I mean balance is like I think with anything it's, it's 100% all or nothing it's like you're either 100% in or you're out you can't have balance with it and the, one of the, the best things I think that I, I love about what you guys do is that you, are, you go 100% at it and it's not like, you know, if you're, you're doing it, you're doing it. I don't need balance. But also a lot of people think it's like, oh, if I get the end goal on the beach, I'm going to be happy. You guys are happy right now doing everything you're doing. It's like, yeah. well, it probably just means you're maybe doing the wrong thing mm -hmm. if you're not happy right now. Mm -hmm. It's like, why do you have to get to an end point and, and a finish point where, and then go to the beach and you'll be happy? Why can't you be happy? Yes, there's tough days, but I'm sure when you guys probably here and you walk off stage in front of 5,000 people, you're like, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Not, I'm not at the beach, but I'm pretty happy. I'm that, happy. You know. And look, we're going to Fiji after this, you yeah. know? Beautiful. Uh, you know, but, you know, it, it will be beautiful, but there will be things coming up, I guarantee you. It's just things come up in a more beautiful location. Yeah. You know, and so I understand when people have to take vacations and regroup and, you know, look, we need it too sometimes. Sometimes we forget to focus on our marriage because we're so busy 
doing what we want to do, which is the yeah. end goal, and that's what makes us happy. But sometimes, you know, marriages need, you know what, let's just remember that we also have to give that attention to our marriage or like anything else it will destroy yeah it does the, everything needs to be created happiness is created it doesn't mm. just happen to you yeah. and i think that's the misconceptions that people have when they're trying to search for work-life balance they're, they're searching for this feeling to just have what they don't understand is that it's created and it's created by attain like what is happiness happiness is working toward a known goal overcoming barriers and you know when you can achieve that goal that is what happiness is for me yeah happiness isn't just a sensation like i'm i don't just need to receive sensations to be happy yeah i love that that's so good and i think we're, we're pretty much up for time and it's been absolutely amazing thank you so much guys if you haven't read already get build an empire absolutely amazing book or get it on audible whatever you like to do um at elena cardone pretty much every social yeah, platform yeah, i think yeah. it is as well and when <laughs> tell us when 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 can we get the course when's the course up? well i do have the landing page now oh, you've got so it? i have it's uh it's all finished it's it's being um you know finalized yeah. in the what's it called in post yeah so i have the first half ready you can get it now i think the link is dang it I just got it yesterday. It's elenacardone.com something. Oh, it's like, Maybe we'll, we'll post it We'll put it, it in below. the notes here. Once okay. you've got it, we'll okay, get it from okay. Elena for you guys. Thank you so much for joining yeah. us today. I appreciate it. Check her out, guys. Thank you so much. Cheers.